Welcome to the good life. Welcome to the good life. The wait is over. Welcome to the good life. And after all the talk, all I gotta say is Welcome to the good life. You're welcome. You're all welcome. Welcome to the Point of Difference podcast. Once again, I am your host, Matt Ricks. It was another bloodbath for a lot of super coaches in round two with more low scores for guns who are now on the bubble. Round three promises to be nothing short of a chainsaw massacre with players bleeding cash and super coaches scrambling to figure out if any of the SC commandments apply to the 2022 season. To go through all of it tonight, I'm joined by a couple of lowly battlers. First up, it's a welcome to 2014 third place overall finisher, Dan Ricks. Dan. How did you uh how'd you wash up in round two and how are you feeling about your team as we head to the first round of price changes? Yeah, thanks, Matty. Uh I went up in the rankings, which is promising. Uh score of 922, uh, nothing spectacular. Miss out on a few points as well with Kotrick being out late. I had him in my team and I couldn't shift anyone but Schiller into the squad, so got his lowly seven. Uh but otherwise still optimistic about my team structure. Uh, looking forward today to talk about the different techniques and strategies you can do to uh, uh, this week. There's so much with the with the trade boost, three trades, and um, you know different strategies around the guns and and some of the mid mid prices who might be gaining some cash. So yeah, looking forward to it. Absolutely, like, can't wait to chat through those different angles. It's, it feels like there's more than ever uh, for around three this year. Uh, the next man on deck tonight. Yeah, he's told me off air that he's coming very, very fired up, even for him tonight. So I'm sure the audience is begging for the most aggressive tirade of the season so far. Coach of Tubes' Raptors, Tubes, welcome back to the pod pod. Thanks, Matt. Um, I am feeling a bit a bit fired up this, 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 this evening, but I'm not even sure why. So I'm, I don't have a tirade yet, but I'm hoping through our discussion that it just keeps me going along the path. Why are you so fired up with, for no reason then, Tubes? Uh, I don't know. Just I just started looking through team list and Harry Grant's got COVID and nothing seems to be falling falling the way of the the Tubes pods this week. How did you How did you score in round two? Uh, I had a nine sixty four, so better than you two rabbits, but still not not great. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, lots of lots of interesting options uh, for this week. I feel like I've got about six trades I want to make, but I'll definitely only be making. I'll definitely be making three of them. I wish I could be making more. A few little spanners thrown in with some um, with some interesting reserve benches, particularly. But we'll we'll get into all that. Righto. Quick update on our Queenstown season long bet uh, between ourselves. So. Last week, you remember Tubes and the old man led by a single point. Uh, Dan, how did uh, how did we fare this week? Did we make any ground on that uh, on that disappointing first up effort? No, we've we've lost ground again. Poppy Ricks is absolutely killing us. Uh, I think you know Bloody him hell. him not taking our advice and going with Nico Hines early on has really just put him put him away from us. So. Yeah, Tubes is doing exactly as we thought. He's just riding on the coattails and, uh, <laughs> you know, just, I'm just, you. just riding him down the straight, just going, come on, son, come on. So a, a thousand and nine. Well. 
a thousand and nine for Dad. He's uh, yeah. I haven't checked what he's ranked, but he must be doing okay. Yeah, so he's got a thousand and nine. We're we're smashing you guys now by seventy seven. And as I said, he's just racking up the pars, and and when I come in with the birdies, you're in big trouble. Yeah, well, look, we've probably made bogey bogey to start. So look, it's been a tough start to the season for me and Dan, uh, but we'll come good. It's a long season, tubes. Don't start don't start crowing just yet. Righto, let's get into this week's team lists and key points of discussion around uh, each of the 16 NRL clubs. First up, we've got uh, the big local derby, Sharky, Dragons and Sharkies from Wynn Stadium. Uh, for the Sharkies, Teague Wilton is out suspended. Uh, would have been a very popular option, I think, this week. Uh, and in his place, Talakai uh, will start. Uh Dan, I'll start with you. The obvious place to start here is Nico Hines. He's the most traded player in this week um, to date. Uh, how are you feeling about Nico? Are you scared about not having him in the team? I presume you're not bringing him in. No, I'm not bringing him in. I'm going to stick strong with Sammy Walker at the moment, uh, even if he does lose a little bit of cash. Roosters have got a great run coming up. So for me, I've got uh, Pappy and Teddy in that fullback position. I think the majority of people who are trading Nico in have probably gone turbo early. So now they just don't want yep. to bleed that yep. much cash and, uh, and bring in Nico in. So don't, don't be fooled or don't think you're missing out. If, if you're not trading in Nico, I think that's been uh, yep. exaggerated for that reason. Yeah, completely agree. Um, he looked good though. Really excited by him at the Sharkies. I think, um, I think the Sharkies yeah. look good. Like their defense was really solid. Uh, they they let in a couple of tries in the second half, but uh, I think that was just more through that they were they were getting a bit tired, and they were good for the win. It was it was probably the most exciting uh, tubes that I've been for a while watching a Sharkies game. Yeah, what about Matt Moylan? Like, as in, I don't know if I'll be jumping on him on Supercoach, but he he managed to make a few tackles on the weekend, and and then setting up that last try, it was oh, it was it was beautiful. Still lovely. feels lucky, I think. It was nice, but I still feel like he's like I want to see it again and again a couple of times before yeah, I'm getting, but he, getting he, too excited. He, he, he's bouncing back. Uh, the Dragons are getting a little bit interesting. I thought they played really well against the Panthers last week. Uh, Tubes, I'll, I'll throw to you on this. You've got Zach Lomax. He had a score of 50, which on face value seemed okay, but uh, I think that could have actually been a lot more if he wasn't Sinbin and Ravalawa um, kept his eyes open. I, to be honest, I didn't um, see enough of that game. Uh, but looking any, at the, any that, any of it, uh, I just just some some highlights. Um, so, where did you watch minis? the highlights? <laughs> um, uh, Ko mini highlights. So I didn't I didn't see the uh, the intricate misses, but certainly as a Zach Lomax holder, um, very happy to see another performance where he got thirty seven points in base. Um, uh, across his 70 minutes. So without that um, time on the sideline and the sin bin, he, he's probably looking at another 70-plus week score. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice pilot. I'd like to ha- I'd like to own him, that's for sure. Um, other relevant dragons. Jack DeBellin played, didn't start, but somehow played 74 minutes. I missed that, how that happened. But he's, he's named on the bench again. Uh, probably an avoid, even potentially a sell if you have him, although he did score quite well. Uh, Tau Tau Amone, popular cheapie, did much better this week. 
Um, so he's a nice little cheapie if you have him. I don't think he's in any rush to be bought in. Um, I think if you, are, you know, you he fits in at 5'8 or center where you might need another cheapie and he fits the bill, I think he's a fine purchase, but not a must-have by any stretch. And Dan, Tyrell Sloan was obviously very disappointing, 28 with a try, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, 20, yeah, mid-20s or 28, but yeah, very interesting now. Uh, obviously very low base, did a lot of attacking stats in the first game as well. So he's going to rely heavily on the Dragons going really well and scoring lots of points. Uh, awkwardly priced at 440. His break-even is close to 50 um, this week. So I think you could give him another shot, but given that there's a few guys at about 100K less uh, who are going to make bulk cash this week, you could uh, could flip him to a mid-ranger, get a bit of extra cash, and then and then bump him up. So I'm that's where I am as well. I've got him in my side. I'm tossing up whether to uh, to trade him out or to a to a mid ranger or bump him up to a to a gun. One thing I'd probably mention with that BE of it's fifty, which doesn't seem unmanageable this week, but that first score of seventy seven will fall out of his rolling average immediately. So it's very likely he'll have quite a high BE next week. Sure. Um, so so I think that you're right. He's not a hard sell this week, but. It, if he has another low score, he'll be a very hard sell next week. So I yeah. think you've got to just kind of, are you comfortable to take him in against the Sharks this week and play him? You have to play him. Obviously, he's 440K. Uh, but it's funny how this works. I was genuinely close to bringing him in last week, and now it's, oh, thank God I didn't. <laughs> Who are you guys talking about? Tyrell Sloan. Sloan. Oh, yeah, okay. Tyrell Sloan. <laughs> <laughs> try, try and keep up, Tubes. Sorry, just felt like. It was a long I know you don't, I know you don't do a lot of prep, but if you could listen, that'd be great. Um, Tyrell Sloan, yeah, uh, I'd be selling him. Cheers. Hard sell. Thanks, Chips. Uh, the second game of the round is Tigers Warriors, which is out at Campbelltown. Chubes, uh, all your dreams are coming true here. Cody Nicarima back in to start at halfback. Ash Taylor out. <laughs> uh, popular cheapy Tuolagi is out. Uh, is he suspended, Dan? I think he had a head knock. I uh, uh, that's right, concussion. So, yeah, concussion, and it's a five-day turnaround. I think so. I don't think he's going to be able to play because of those reasons. So, yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. Is that why his score was so low? Perhaps I didn't see the game. It's too early for me. Four a.m. Yeah, I will. I'll check. But his his BE is four. So if you do own him, I would hold. Uh, he'll make a little bit of money when he once he comes back. Uh, he only had 53 minutes on the weekend, Dan, so I presume that might have had something to do with that. That was down from 71 in round one. Uh, yeah. Probably a little, you know, he, he's looked good. I think he'll hold his spot once he comes back over Ghana, but we'll have to just wait and see. They look pretty poor on the weekend. Um, yeah, so I think it's, he's just a hold for now anyway. There's not, not much else to say on him. Uh, Jackson Hastings is the other one. He's out for two weeks. Um which is a bit of a a bit of a shame for his owners who have held pretty solid. He actually had an okay game, super coach wise, on the weekend. With I think he had a line break or a line break assist, and um, he managed I think forty seven. So um, he's he's out suspended, um, and he's actually risking it at the judiciary. So that'll be a um, we'll wait and see on that. But I'd suggest he's unlikely to play. Josh Curran, Dan, um, 
he's looking like you know someone who's looking pretty reliable again this year, not just a one season wonder. Uh, is he someone you might be considering as a as a sideways move this week? Look, he's he's definitely coming up to that top tier in terms of his uh, his work outputs, and obviously base is pretty important at the moment. Uh, I won't be bringing him in myself. He's probably maybe 50, 60K overpriced that w- what I would like. A few options yep. that are a little bit lower than him. Uh, but I'd be I'd be pretty happy if I started with him. I think, you know, give yourself a pat on the back if you put him in your team early on, particularly over the guys like Angus and Fifi. I would still prefer him in the second row, personally. Like, Locke's fine, but he's, you know, he's coming up, you know, he's like top, Top six or seven for base plus power average through two rounds, so that's promising. I just struggle to see him getting those attacking stats. Um, so yeah, I think probably I don't think he's top tier just yet. He does he does surprise you with those attacking stats. True, true, but I mean I think we'll talk a bit more about it later in the strategy talk um, towards the end, but. Um, I think it's well done to anyone that started with Josh Curran. I think I would like to have him in my team. But any mid-ranger slash high-level gun that you're looking at bringing in that has a BE of 50 probably just just isn't high enough up there on the radar list to bring in this week. One of the ones with the Warriors that I'm interested in, and firstly, shout out Marcelo Montoya, BE of 30, primed for 100 this week against the Tigers, ready to go for the for the pods. Um, but I'm a little bit interested in Elise Katoa, sort of tossing him up uh, with a bit break even of minus three uh, and getting another crack solid minutes on the edge for the Warriors uh, at around the three mid 300 range. Um, definitely an option uh, if you're, if you're inclined. Any word on Tohu Harris and when he's due back, like there was some, there was some chatter that he, he could come back early. Um, he's been running the uh, the water on the sidelines, so I I, I mm. think it's still six to I think it's around six to eight still is the yeah. Is, so if he if he goes case. okay, he should make a bit of coin for you, Katoa. Yeah, yeah, actually, I don't I don't mind that at all, Tubes. Not a bad shout for you. How are you feeling about Cody? We 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 got to address it. Oh, look, I'm all right. Um, I I it seems a bit silly just to drop typical Nathan Brown, but I knew that when I was picking Warriors players, drops him for one week, brings him straight back into the team. He'll probably be kicking goals too this weekend. Yeah, well, Reese, I didn't actually see if, if Reese Walsh kicked any good or not, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Dan, someone who has a fair bit of relevancy from the Tigers, Utakamanu, very disappointing, 29. He dropped the ball over the line, obviously, but his minutes were down to 38. Do you think he's a pretty clear sell now? Yeah, we talked about him a fair bit in the preseason. Uh, he's going to rely a fair bit on those those attacking stats, and it's a bit of a shame if he's dropping the ball over the line. So, yeah, dropping minutes, not really getting the tries. He did get an exceptional amount of tries last year uh, coming off the bench. So I would be probably looking into him to upgrade him to a, to a gun in that front row forward. You could potentially... Uh, cash in on Josh King or something like that, but uh, probably want another. Uh, yeah, you another probably want Josh there. King as you, th- you probably don't want to start Josh King for too long. You're going to run into a few problems, I think. Yeah, it's going to be trouble in a couple of weeks, I think. Send him off! Send the dressing gates off! Get him off the field! That was diabolical! Uh, right, South Sydney Rabbitohs, Sydney Roosters. 
uh, Acor Stadium. I figured out what Acor Stadium is this week. It is Stadium Australia. Uh, so South's first home game of the year after a heartbreaking loss to the Melbourne Storm last week. Uh, for the Roosters, a couple of big team news items. Uh, Angus Crichton, 650k back rower, is dropped to the bench. Uh, Nat Butcher, who had a very strong game last week and I presume will be a popular trading target now, is starting on that said edge. And for Souths, uh, Jackson Paulo, who had a bit of a mare, um, even though he scored her off for Supercoach, is shoved out to the wing. Uh, Tane Milne Center. Tubes, your boy Campbell Graham, who I know you don't own, but you've you you quite uh, you quite have a soft spot for. Uh, any chance that he takes over that left center spot um, that Paulo's made vacant? I think, as we mentioned in the start, I think there's he'll still stay on the right um, to because he's a great defensive setter and protecting Ilias um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think he'll still stay on the right. Tony Milne looked pretty good when he got to the left, and and Jackson Paulo is an interesting pod option on the on the left wing. Um, is it right? No, he, right wing. Right, uh, right wing. AJ's the left. Yeah. All right. Well, go against that. Um, but yeah, so I I don't think Campbell Graham will be going to the left side. Um, but he's he's looked strong. Um, he's got some great golden locks going, and he's looking good. Yeah, he's run to runs tough for South the next couple, but he'll be. Uh... He's looking like, you know, top-tier center wing. I, I really like the look of him. Centers are particularly getting great base at the moment as well. So uh, he's, he you know, we're all about the pods here. I think you could do a sneaky uh, pod option of Graham this week and uh, and see how he goes. Yeah, I mean, Roosters is obviously a hard matchup for him, but I think he's he seems like he's got a pretty high floor at the moment as well. He gets through so much work. And he's getting those kind of base plus power stats as well. So he tackle breaks. Um, he's looking strong. I agree. I think if you've got the luxury of being able to maybe shifting a, one of those cheaper centers up to him might, might pay off pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Dan, the, we spoke quickly about Nat Butcher in the, in the lead up there. What, what are your, what's your take on him in terms of flipping him um, now that he's starting um, for a bit of a cash grab? I think he'd still only be that. I think he'd only be a cash grab. You'd hold him maybe for for the two, three weeks that he goes up. I don't see Angus staying on the bench. It does. I, I was initially, if, if Angus obviously has got a really high break even, I was not going to trade him. Him being on the bench now throws a bit of a spanner in the works. That has happened to him before though. And then he's come on and, and absolutely killed it as well. So yeah, it's it's really tough. I think if you've got Angus, uh, you could downgrade him to Nat Butcher for a quick cash grab and then look elsewhere. Uh, currently, I'm not looking at bringing him into my side though. Just with that bench as well, like I'd actually be a little bit worried. Crichton men spot might spend some minutes in the middle, which obviously doesn't hurt his base, but it definitely hurts his attacking um, prowess. I'm I'm an Angus owner, and I was going to hold too, and now I'm very anxious. Um, I would say, though, that this is a good test case for maybe waiting up to, the, if you can organise your trades, waiting up to kickoff to see if Crichton does start or starts on the bench and Butcher because if Butcher goes back to the bench, I think that's an entirely different scenario. Uh, I think he's kind of a 30 average from the bench. Uh, Tubes, anything else from the uh, from the Bunnies, Roosters, you wanted to chat about? No? All right. <laughs> You can say no. <laughs> nah. 
know that's quite visual for me, but the audience, you know, need yeah, a bit well, of Yeah, well, I figured we're going to cut, we're gonna cut out probably, that question. Probably I'll just chime in here. Um, Connor Watson, I think he's been named at nine. Uh, very high risk to play this, to, to, to not play this week. So uh, he subluxed his shoulder. It's going to be really hard to tackle a week after after doing that. So I would be, if he was in my team, I'd be looking at some um, some options to wait for the wait for the team list on the day, and then if he's out, have someone in mind that you can trade him out within that hour. Yeah, Friday night's actually pretty good for that third game of the round. Uh, we should have a much clearer picture on who's playing and who's not by then, and I think you should be able to organise your trades hopefully in that last hour. Righto, Panthers Knights. Uh, Panthers taking their yearly game out to Carrington Park in Bathurst. Uh, for the Knights, Kalen Ponga returns. Mitch Barnett moves to the second row, replacing Lockie Fitzgibbon. Uh, Daniel Saifidi plays his first game of the year, named to start at prop. And David Clemmer, who was a laid out last week, misses out again. Uh, Panthers have had a huge start to the year for a couple of their guys. Uh, Isaiah Yo, Dan, looks just to be pumping out the base base and base plus power. Yeah, I really like him. Even he hasn't got any real attacking stats yet at this stage. And I think he's, you know, when the Panthers are flying, he's he's usually jagging that offload for a for a try or getting over himself. So he's a definite pickup at at five hundred K this week. Uh, if you're looking to uh, to get one of those really secure Second row forwards and eight, but eighty minutes for the first two rounds. You probably see that continuing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how his role changes once Cleary's in the team. Um, but yeah, he's really he's really getting in there with the work. And I think you're right. I think he can jag some attacking stats, particularly the ball playing that he's been doing. Kick out tubes. I know he's one of your old favourites. A uh, couple of another meet, couple more meaties. Uh, good to see him playing so hard for his brother who was in the crowd for his hundredth game. Is he someone who you might consider this week? Not for me this week. Um, I probably he he's very volatile kick out, and I think missing his last couple of games, whilst his run could obviously continue, I'm happy to look for some safer havens um, and won't be going with kick out. But he's you know he looks like a a beast. He's getting you know plenty of attacking stats. It's just whether or not they're going to dry up. In the similar mould of Isaiah Yo, Tyson Frizzell has started the season on fire, base plus power, some attacking stats. He's someone who could be interesting. Mitch Barnett's probably the other one. Dan, fits he out? Like, he'd be a super pod. Um, we, know he's got, we know he's got some big scores in his locker. Yeah, I think he's just one to watch over the next couple of weeks and what they're doing. Like, I think he's if he's been on the bench to start with, now he gets the opportunity to start. I think he could be really going hard to push for that starting spot longer term. So I think give him a couple of weeks, watch how his output is, and if it's good, he'd be a great sort of fourth uh, second row forward option for the long term. Uh, so, yeah, just, just a watch and wait and see for this week. I, but I think, yeah. I, I'd probably I'd probably go the other way. I'd, I'd suggest if you're going to bring him in, you take a flyer on him because given that Fitzy, I think, is down for four weeks, um, I think if you bring him in, you bring him in now as a bit of a pod and try and get some scores. But that's just that's just a you know, yeah, you opinion. could. 
I think he's he's not he doesn't excite me so much. He's obviously his base can be really good, but he's not uh, he's not really getting the juices flowing like some of those other so, second forwards. Nah, well uh, he had the, he had the goal he had the goal kicking last year to start the year. I think that was why I remember starting with him. I think that was what was really tipping me over the edge. But yeah, yeah, he's yeah. five five hundred and sixty k. So. Yeah, it's pretty pretty toppy, isn't it? You want yeah, that but, to come I mean, down you've got Angus, but Angus is it's going to be the Angus replacements, right? So, mm. you know, it's you're going to have cash, yeah. and also Fafita. Like a lot, I know a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people chatting about dropping Fafita. Um, so yeah, people are going to be cashed up and with money to spend in the back row. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't be dropping Fafita with his BE of 132 to bring in Mitch Barnett with a BE of 101. <laughs> Um, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, Happy for you call. to take a flyer, man. Whack. Whack. <laughs> I was just, I'm just putting it out there. We're called the Pod Pod. I'm just giving yeah. the audience a few pods. Yeah. yeah, but good pods, hopefully. Looking forward to yeah, next pod. Right. Looking forward to next pod yeah. of the Mitchie Barnett flyer. Call. Might have to bring, might have to bring back good call, bad call. How's Bullymore going, Tubes? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Other than he got injured. Um, the only other one I wanted to mention here is. Uh, uh, Kurt Mann played 63 minutes on the weekend for a nice, lovely base stat of 30. Um, so it's a bit hurtful for some olders. Some owners. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you trade Cody out for Kurt Mann? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 63 minutes, 30 base. It was a beauty. Um, maybe just maybe just bring Cody straight back in. Nah, I think he's a hold. Uh, if he keeps getting 63 minutes, um, you got to be thinking he hopefully gets some type of attacking stats. Do you play him in your 17? I did on the weekend. I'm, no, now, I'm now, to, now, would you? Would you? I think yeah, you have no. to. I think you have to, don't you? Like, there's, I don't think the 17s are strong enough at the moment. Possibly. Um, I'm looking at moving him into the center wing where I don't have to play him. Yeah, uh, and upgrading my five eight. I think the fact that you're tossing up whether he makes the 17, uh, you know, shows that it's just just I don't think it's going to work out for Big Kurt. So that that round two trades like after round one into round two is like I feel like that's always one of the hardest ones. You got one week worth of data to look at. Uh, it's like Tyrell Sloan, 77 week one, 26 week two. Uh, one week he looks yeah. like a great buy. The next week he looks like how do I get him out of my team quick enough? Mm. Yeah. Um, but I don't feel sorry for you one little bit, Tubes. The next game is Storm and Eels, Amy Park. Tubes, we're going to this. Yep, it'll be a beauty. We're bringing uh, Jono's uh, coming down from Canberra, our mate uh, Grazi, who's hopefully going to be joining the pod next week, reuniting uh, Tubes and Grazi from our old radio show days, um, which will be good. So he's joining us, and we're going to the Storm first Parramatta game. Should be a beauty. Bit uh, bit disappointing as a fan of rugby league, that uh, but very pleased for Super Coach purposes. Harry Grant, um, hope you're doing all right out there, Harry. He's just come down with COVID. Um, I think at about four fifteen today, just after teams were named. Uh, Cheese is on an extended bench, and Nathan Brown gets his first start of the year for the Eels. Dan, you mentioned last week that Cheese, you thought that broken hand, there would be no way he'd kind of be coming back before that two or three week mark. Are you? Are you you still thinking it'd be unlikely he'd he'd make a return this week? I think it will be unlikely. I don't think 
I don't think Bellum is in any rush to to put him out for longer term. So well, we talked about this at the start of the year. They're just going to run him into the ground. It's his last <laughs> year for the Storm. Broken hand. That's don't true. give a fuck. Yeah. You get yeah. out there, cheese. Look, you know it's it's hard when they don't release much about the break. If it's like a little chip off or like the tendon sort of evolves a tiny bit and there's a small fracture, you know, there's a chance that he gets back. You know, just just strap him up. But I think it's pretty important the hand for for dis- distribution and, and holding the ball. So I think they'll give him at least one more week, if not two. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it does put a bit of cloud over over Josh King, that's for sure. Yeah, well, just on Josh King, um, I, I just – I I mean, I, I, get, I get why people are interested. There aren't, a, there aren't a big amount of cheapies with low BEs this week. So I see him – I see him as a way to make some cash, but I just get the feeling that once Cheese is back – um, they've got a couple of other guys who are kind of floating around. He seems like a bringing in a problem that you're going to have to deal with in a relatively short amount of time. Yeah, I agree. I I had him penciled in for my trades this week following uh, our resident physio's advice of Cheese being out in the longer term. But I think with Cheese being named on the extended bench, it just puts enough doubt in my mind to 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 not bring him in. I mean, he did play... 67 minutes and 64 minutes in the first two rounds. Um, so you really, if you're bringing him in, you're banking he'll continue that for the next three rounds at least. And there's just that risk that he doesn't. And then he's an AE nightmare. It's um, like I mentioned, Harry out makes things a bit easier this week. Hooker's actually quite open if you're looking for a hooker this week. Um, I think we'll touch on that a little bit later. Uh, Dan, the Eels, obviously a very relevant Supercoach team. IPAP's looking the goods. I know um, I've got him in my side. I'm pretty happy about it, even though he hasn't set the world on fire yet. And uh, King Gutho, also pretty strong start of the year. Yeah, I think Gutho had a quiet round one and sort of came back into it. Again, he's still defensively pretty horrible in, in real rugby league. But... Uh, IPAP, I really love him playing 80 minutes. Like, I don't think he's had any attacking stats at the moment and, and basing well, running hard, going to get tackle breaks, going to get offloads. Uh, I mean, the high break even this week uh, is good because I'm definitely looking to get him in the next two or three rounds. But also, I think uh, the bench for Eels is now a four-forward four bench, so that may change around his uh, his minutes this week. Yeah, him playing on the right too isn't great. It's crazy how the three gun second rowers, Fafita, Crichton, and Papali'i, have all moved to the right for some reason this year. Probably defensive, but it's hurt uh, super coaches like me who started with all three of them. Late oh. roller, finish to the right, inside. Oh, Bateman, Bateman, wow. yes, yes, Canberra. Righto, next game is the Raiders and the Titans down there at GIO. Raiders were abysmal against the Cowboys. Uh, they'll be looking to bounce back. They get uh, Schneider back from COVID. Um, Hodgson is gone for the season, which was a bit of a surprise. Uh, that paves the way for Tom Starling to be a potential option. Uh, Schiller, popular cheapie, Schiller and is out, and so is Seb Chris with... Rapana and Kotrick coming back in on the wing. So a bit of um, a few troops back there for the Raiders. Dan, um, that 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 uh, that Raiders middle continues to be a bit of a booby trap for owners. Yeah, for sure. Tappany is not quite getting the output 
uh, and the minutes there. So obviously relying heavily on tries, which he hasn't gotten the first two rounds. He still may may come good uh, with those attacking stacks to bump him up a little bit. Corey Harawira Naira sort of going into the middle as well. Uh, he's looking enthusiastic. Uh, I think at his price, I think he's around 530K. Uh, you know, if you do a head-to-head versus Barnett, I'd be picking up CHN uh, any day of the week. Uh, and he looks, really? you know, he played, secure. He's played, 50, he's played 57 minutes the first two games. Like, that's not... Yeah, and he's, and he's scored pretty well. He's getting getting involved. So I'd uh, I'd be... I, I think he's not a bad option. There's a couple others that I'm looking at. I'm definitely not bringing him into my side. But uh, if you started with him, good on you. If, uh, if you're looking for a bit of a pod, I think he's still pretty low, low owned. Yeah, he is, but... Jeez, that's yeah, that's for thrill seekers only. I would have thought. Yeah, I don't mind it. Fifty-seven minutes a game. I want a bit more than that out of my back rower. And if he's spending a little bit of time in the middle, he had a scored. He's got twenty-one in score points, and he's had forty points over the first two rounds in evasive stats. Now he is going to get those evasive stats, but mm, is it sustainable? I don't know. I just think you're looking to pick an argument after your horrible Barnett call. <laughs> um, so uh, Tar- Tarpany for me is on the chopping block this week. I brought in Tarpany, hoped he would get an increase in minutes, and I've he'll be he'll be moving out of Tubes's pods team. Have you researched for, that one this enough? Round. Enough research gone into what? that? <laughs> Getting a bit faster. Well, just just. T- just no, just Tarpany, like you know, he, he enjoys research. Just one yeah. of those. That's all. Uh, they, all, yeah, the research, all the research, all the the researchers have had a very poor start of the year. Yeah, mm. I should have um, stuck to my guns there, but a late bring in, um, yeah, hasn't helped. Yeah, hang on, that's a that's a good point. You went on a tirade about while those players were doing their research, you'd be researching other players, and you you started with Tarpany. I <laughs> <laughs> researched those other players and came back to Tarpany. <laughs> Uh, but he's moving out. He's moving on. 45 minutes, 44 minutes just isn't enough. One guy I'm um, keen on, and I was actually pretty keen on him last week. It's probably worked out better that he didn't come in, is Tom Starling. So uh, he's a guy who averaged really well um, when he got the minutes last year. Uh, I think he's a bit of a high upside pick. Uh, the Matt Frawley's named on the bench this week. He got... Um, he got some reduced minutes last week with the young rookie on the bench. Um, I'm just going to check how many minutes he actually got. But he's a guy that he has attacking flair. He's got pace. He likes to run the ball. Obviously, on the weekend, the Cowboys had no ball. Uh, sorry, the Raiders had no ball, no field position. It's just he's never going to do well in those scenarios. So um, I think he's a guy who can you know, maybe average up in 55 to 60 and make a bit of coin and be, you know, potentially get to Harry Grant or someone else down the track. So, yeah, so he had 57 minutes last week, which is obviously a bit under what you'd be hoping. You're probably looking for more 65-ish. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's an option. Would you would you bump Randall up to him if you're playing Grant or, or something like that? Or would you just hold Randall for that cash? I'll be holding Randall, so I'm running enough. Bronson Garlic in my second uh, hooky position. So I will move him down to the back row and hold Randall, bring in Starling, play Starling, and then play Randall when required. So look, it's not ideal, but I think that that's, I think that Starling is for that 100K cheaper than, you know, your 
I'm sure we'll talk about him, your Blake Braley's or your Jerry Marshall Kings, um, I think that that frees up some cash to to play elsewhere. And he could be better. Dan? I guess, yeah. I mean, we'll see. It's pretty hard, that hooker spot, particularly with Grant being out. I guess the big, the big, big talking point for, I think all of us have him for that Titans game is what to do with David Fafita. So, uh, yeah, so I... My position is at the moment is that I'm holding, particularly with Crichton out. You just can't. I don't think you can spend that much money, um, except maybe if we uh, we didn't actually touch on him in the Panthers Knights game, but Nathan Cleary's named on an extended bench, so there's probably some hope that he plays this week. Although I would expect it to be one more week. Uh, but yeah, he's a hold for me. He's scoring fine. He had a he had a try assist, a line break assist on the weekend, if I'm not mistaken, but. Yeah. yeah, it's frustrating he's on the right, but I think he's a guy that can hurt you if you don't have him. And yeah, he's probably going to drop some cash, but uh, one or two big scores and he's kind of back up there and everyone will be wanting him again at 600 plus K. I wasn't feeling great um, when he went off at the 64 minute mark and Proctor came onto his edge. Um, but I read after the game that he was that he was actually cramping up. It was really hot up there and... So the intention wasn't to take him off to not play 80, but but he physically wasn't able to. Whether that's a positive or a negative, I'm taking it as a positive that their intention is to play him for 80 minutes. I'm also looking at potentially bringing in his back row partner this week, Bo Fumal. What are your thoughts, Dan? Yeah, I don't mind Bo. He's, he's a low enough price that you can probably take a take a gamble on him and he'll he'll make some cash on you. He's not uh, a, firm is not a, firm is not a gamble. Firm is a, a perfectly safe, good pick. I sure, think. sure. He's he, yeah. He's safe. He's safe to put your he's money. Blue on. collar. Yeah, he's blue uh, collar, but he's got. I mean, if he gets attacking stats, I don't know. I I I was watching that game and Brimson made the line break in the first minute, straight through, mm. and then on his hip, he's number twelve, and I'm like, oh, you beauty for feeder, and I swear to God, it looks like for feeder. He's he's got huge. <laughs> It's not that big. He's not Fafita. No, but he, he, he looked big and the number 12 threw me. I'm sure Fafita was 12 last year. I don't know, Matt. I'd take that as, I mean, you're getting up there in age a bit. It might be time to get your eyes checked. Yeah. I think Jeez. overall, though, Absolutely. For, those, for those super guns like Fafita and Crichton, obviously they've both gone to the right. I think people have to remember that they're not stuck there. You know, it's not... It's not definite they're going to be there for the for the rest of the season, and it's only two yeah. games in. Uh, yeah. Say Titans start to you know consistently not get for feet a ball. You know they got Willie Mason blowing up on Twitter about him. You know being on the right. You know there's just going to be more and more blow ups, particularly if they're losing games. I think if you hold him, he switches back to the left. You're going to be absolutely flying. Uh, same with Crichton. It's a bit worse that he's on the bench, but. Uh, I, I would not be that reactive on two games into the season. Yeah, Thanks, agree. Dan. Cool head. Cool head. Well done. <laughs> uh, Broncos, Cowboys up at Suncorp. Um, Ruben Cotter comes back in for poor old Mitch Dunn, who's done an ACL. JTB, Tanua Brown is back amongst the reserve for those who held him. Um, can probably afford to sit there for you if you've got bigger problems. Dan, Payne Haas got it done again. Not as big as the week before, but is he a must-have? Yeah, believe it or not, I nearly traded him and Haiku in uh, last week and, and didn't pull the plug. Hiku. And really, Hiku. He's not a, Hiku. He's not a, 
He's not a Japanese poem. <laughs> I'm still calling him Haiku. I like him. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, he's so solid, Haas. He's going to go up about 30K, which makes him a little bit more unreachable if you don't get him this week. So I I think he's just, he's so rock solid. He did put the offload away on the weekend a little bit, got one, but still his output's going to be there. So very, very safe mm-hmm. to bring him in. Uh, Katoni Staggs looked a little bit better for owners, but still a very disappointing score, Tubes. I know you don't have him, but would you be looking to hold him for now or potentially move him on? I'm, as a strategy, I'm actually moving on most of my 400K mid-rangers that haven't outperformed their break-even. So I, even though someone like the Hammer has not gone terribly, you'd say, or Tarpany hasn't gone terribly, I've seen enough to go, they're not there for me from a mid-range that I think that they're going to go on a big run to make cash. Yeah. Um, but the the opposite of of stags is I think he he still has it in him. So I would consider owning him if I, uh, sorry, I would consider holding him if I owned him. Uh, but it's easy to say when you're not looking at leaking that cash. Yeah. I mean, his B is only 88. He could easily get that this week against yeah. the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, another one of those guys, Dan, who's in that sort of 400 high four hundreds range, you know, probably premium mid ranger is Tamalolo. He's looked better on the weekend, um, but he's still just not getting those, you know, those power stats of tackle busts and offloads. Yeah, I don't I don't think he'll be in my team for too much longer, but he's not a priority to get out this week. His break even's about where he where he's priced. He'll be a good uh person to play in your 17. So I'd I'd only get rid of him if I have to upgrade him to a to a gun who's going going better. So I was really, really disappointed in his score because I thought he looked pretty good on the field. Like he was, he was going forward. He had good meters, but he's just not the same guy busting those tackles. Um, so it's it's pretty frustrating. And I've got another guy who's like him as well, which we didn't speak about. But Tino, Tubes, would you be looking to move Tino or Tamalolo on? I know that's actually probably a bit of a question for a lot of super coaches out there. It probably is, but not for me. That I have, I'm, luckily, don't have either of them. Um, I this isn't would... the this isn't the tubes as Raptors <laughs> advice line. This is. I would. I mean, I would be looking at um, holding both of them. As Dan said, you've got to look at uh, what your priorities are for this week, um, and I think you could you could hold either of them. Um, but as I said, looking at your team based on what other trades you're making. Um, if you're not looking at getting rid of some that are going to be leaking cash, then I would be moving on those mid ranges that just haven't fired and, and haven't shown enough to, to warrant keeping as, as you might, I don't believe either of them have shown enough to turn into to true guns this year. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Uh, my boy, just a quick shout out to my boy, Herbie Farnworth. He looks a bit of a pot at center. He looks pretty good. He's got a big 84 on the weekend with a try. Mm, got um, some gas. And then the, yeah, he's got some gas and some strength. He actually looks a bit like Stags too. He's a bit confusing for punters out there. Um, <laughs> Dan, uh, a couple of those cows outside backs are kind of interesting. Peter Hiku, obviously pretty popular, low BE, negative BE this week. And uh, and our boy, Murray Tuolangi, looked like he was on for a big one there for a minute until he put his foot in the touch a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I still think you could pay- take a punt on Tuolangi. Uh, Hiku like a few of the centers is, is showing some great base work. So he hasn't done a huge amount of attacking stacks, but he's still scored very, very well. 
he, he could be that you know short-term cash grab over the next couple of weeks if you then want to bump him up to an elite center wing. So I wouldn't I wouldn't turn anyone away from it if it fits your team to to bring him in, particularly if you're going to downgrade someone like Lolo and make 120k to to upgrade elsewhere. Yeah, Hiku's. I mean, Hiko is obviously very exposed, but he's um he seems engaged, which I think is something throughout his career he's not always been. Uh, moving on to the last game now, Manly and the Bulldogs. Uh, no changes for either team. Uh, I would suggest most coaches who started with Turbo are looking to trade him out. Uh, none of us own Turbo, but do you, do either of you think his time is up? Yeah, there's no way he can hold him. He's worth too much. He's going to drop too much. The I, I think we've referred to it as PVL ball, but the the fact that the penalties out of their own end are definitely slowing up the game. So they, they're happy to blow the whistle. They're happy to square it up. Uh, it means that there's a lot more play going on in the middle, but also it means that there's less time with the ball in hand. So the defences, even though they're getting penalised and getting marched downfield, they're getting time to recover. And I think that's going to take away from Turbo's game a little bit. He's still a gun, but with less tied defence around, it means that he's not going to be scoring as many tries. Yeah, I think we spoke about it through the week as well. It means that out the back play for the fullbacks just doesn't have as much momentum. So when those fullbacks are getting the ball, they're kind of running a, a much more set defence. Uh, it also means that the attack is, or the defence is going to be up quicker. So those centres are getting stuck with the ball. So they're getting more hit-up points. They're getting more offloads because they're sort of having to brush away from the defence and get that ball away. So I think that's where it's flipped. And I went for a fullback dominant team to start with, with Sloan and Hammer. Uh, but I'm if it's similar again, I'm probably looking to move both of those guys on. Abort ship. Yeah. It's a bit like the wave, Dan. You know, you stand on the beach and a big wave comes at you, but the wave's just the swell's just not as big this year. There's just not <laughs> momentum behind the. Behind well, the do, you, do you duck under? Or you just go for that big wave. I don't know. No, you take it. You can take it front eye. Well, that's true because you would have to duck under last year, and a lot of people were ducking away from turbo, but now they can stand their ground a bit more and and try and try and go through it. Very yeah. random analogy, but anyway, mm. a couple of other random guys. A couple, of, sorry, a couple of other relevant guys from this game. Uh, Dan, we spoke a little bit on WhatsApp about JMK. He turned up last week, Jeremy Marshall King. And the other one from the doggies there is TPJ, uh, Tevita Pangai Jr. I'll let you decide where we start with the dogs. Yeah, so both of those guys, I had a look at them this week. Obviously, Jeremy Marshall King is going to have the ton in his rolling average for two weeks. So he'll definitely be a cash grab. Uh, and he's, he's looking like he's... You know, going for those those tries near the line as well. So, I, I if you're looking for him to be a a path to then getting Harry Grant, certainly an option. Don't mind it. TPJ, I I love him. I think six offloads or seven offloads, uh, and he was going crazy. Uh, played through the middle, fifty minutes. I don't think that matters too much for his scoring output. Uh, and I really like him. But looking looking at both those Bulldogs and looking at the draw they've got, it's very, very tough. So hard to bring hard to bring them both in. Yeah, just on those both those guys quickly, my take on Marshall King was the Bulldogs attack now is a bit restructured and you saw both Marshall King and Biondi uh Biondi Odo getting more ball at first receiver and then passing on. 
They're just getting a lot more receipts. They're running it. Um, I really think that that has kind of been a bit more friendly for Supercoach for those guys. Um, sure. And TPJ, Josh Jackson was very clear after the game that TPJ brings something that's really that they've been lacking the last couple of years, and that's you know big hard go forward with an offload, um, and he's very hard to contain. That second phase play is something they've lacked. They've had yeah. they've had so many dot ball forwards, Luke Thompson, Josh Jackson, um, you know who just cart it up, get tackled, next play. But TPJ obviously has the license. Um, and I think he's a genuine option to take on Payne Haas if you don't have Haas. Uh, I think his yeah. minutes will go up as well. Um, and then finally, Tubes, Maxi Boy King looks a bit like as close to a must-have cheapie as you can get this year. Yeah. I think we'll talk a bit more about Max King in the in the later section when we're going to have a bit of a discussion on King v. King. Um, yeah. and, the, and then the only other, possibly not relevant, but Matt Burton, another great score, didn't actually seem to do too much. I cannot but wait looks, to bring Matt Burton in later. Yeah, it in looks year. like someone I'm going to be targeting as a keeper later as the season goes on. Dan, uh, anything else from the uh, the Manly side there? Yeah, the man, there's one I'm really hot on, and you brought him to my attention, Maddie. But after looking at him, uh, big Ola Kawatu in second row forward uh, on the edge there for Manly showed some. Showed some promising numbers on the weekend. I think he got a 77 with no real uh, attacking plays. And you're looking at the draw now for Manly. Uh, it's really, really good over the next six rounds or so. Playing Bulldogs this week. Uh, I still, you know, people are riding off Manly and they're still a very good, strong side. They've got a great forward pack. They got Turbo. Cherry's still in form. He's um, he's one I'm definitely, he's basically my first pick this week to bring in Olaquatu. Yeah, and they've wow. had they've had they've had Panthers and Roosters away. Like literally, you can't have a tougher yeah. start than that. Yeah, they'll they'll come good for sure. They'll win games and they'll they'll get some momentum. They'll get the wave back going and they'll be hard to stop. Yeah. Just on Olakawatu quickly. Yes, thank you for mentioning that. I brought him to your attention. Um, <laughs> but he's actually he's actually the fifth highest, uh, sorry, the fourth highest ranking base plus power average to start the year. And considering how gassed he was in in round one against Penrith. Um, that's pretty promising, and we know he can get those attacking stats on the edge. So I'm actually quite excited to bring him in as well. Mm. He's um, he's currently involved in in my trades. What about Andrew King? Put him in the socket. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler, the juggler's come out at Brookie. Moving right along now to trade talk and strategy. Uh, Dan, I'll start with you. Given the lack of cheapies on the horizon, um, do you think about flipping some of the mid-rangers in and out of your team to generate cash? Yeah, I think at the moment I'm I'm looking to get uh, guys like Sloan and Hammer, who are about that 400k mark, out of the team. They've got sort of mid-range break-evens. I think anyone in your team at that mid-range price or high to mid-range price who has a high break-even and hasn't been performing and you don't like the look of them in your team, I'd say get them out, flip them for those guys about 100, 150K less, uh, get the 100K plus price rise hopefully over the next couple of weeks, then upgrade them up higher. What about the um, what about the trades for the week, Tubes? Where's your head kind of at? Um, I know there's like the Crichton spanner, um, but and Harry Grant out. But uh, where are you, where are you kind of head? Where's your head at the moment for trades? Yeah, like um, like every week, 
Um, I've got my position now and we'll see if it holds up by Friday. Uh, but what I'm thinking now is very much along the lines of what Dan was saying, which is flipping some of those mid-rangers uh, to the to the lower BE mid-rangers. So I am looking at bringing in uh, Bo Firmer, uh, Tommy Gilbert, from uh, Tommy Gilbert from the Cowboys. Um, He's Bo, back. Bo who? Bo Firmer. Sorry, I think David Fafita. Um, uh, Bo Firmer, Tom Gilbert, uh, and I'm getting rid of Tarpany and, and Crichton. And so that's freeing up a huge amount of cash for me. Um, and I'm probably going to be banking that cash uh, to to potentially look at an upgrade to uh, to Cleary early on next week. Tubes, I know we've discussed you started with Gilbert, or you you wanted to start with Gilbert. Do you, what's your what's your reasoning behind bringing him in now? You think he's you think he's got that jig? Yeah. So there's a couple of things with Gilbert that I really like. Um, the fact that he's played 74 minutes and 73 minutes both games means his minutes is up there. Um, his base has also been very um, strong across the the two weeks. So. Last week, even though he got 34 in points, he actually had 38 in base stats with a minus four negative. 38, 30, 38 in base. Um, it's all right when you pro- and, when you price 363. Okay, I'll, and the it's not. and the week before he had um, 61 in base um, as well as uh, an attacking output. So 74 minutes, 75 minutes, and he's priced at 350k. Um, I really like him coming into the side. I also like the look of him visually as a player. So I think there's some upside that he actually gets mm. some more attacking stats. Jewel, you like Jewel his rig? Like, yeah, so plenty of rig. Week's plenty show, of rig. Man. Yeah, I know. Plenty of rig, plenty of jig. Yeah, hang on. Dan or Equal is back. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> just following along. Dan, Dan, uh, what are you Dan, what are you thinking trades wise? Yep. So I'm probably looking at no no one's really losing huge cash for me except for the likes of the super guns who I think I'm running with not trading any of them at the moment. So Pappy, Teddy, Angus, Fafida, I'm going to try to hold all of them at the moment. Uh, probably looking at getting at Tino out. I've got a little bit of cash in the bank. Uh, Tino out and Payne Haas in, which is fairly easy. Uh, and then... Floating around, maybe bringing in uh, Hiku and Ola Kawatu, uh for the two fullbacks I've talked about before, Sloan and Hammer. Uh, if Now that Harry's out, I think I was going to get another hooker to take him on in the likes of Braley. But I think I'll now, I'll now plan to get Harry in next week. Yeah, for me, um, before the Crichton news, I was actually kind of set on these trades, but I'm just going to have to have a bit of a think about Crichton in the lead up. Um, but I've got out Sean Russell, and through Jules, I can flip him to Tom Starling at hooker. Um, and then I was going to get rid of those guys we spoke about, the Tinos and Tamalolos. I just don't think either of them have the uh, attacking upside this season, and I'm happy to move both them on. And in their place, I was actually going to bring in Tavita Pangai and uh, Ola Kawatu. Uh, so that leaves me with not a lot of cash left, but feel like I can take Payne Haas on with Pangai. I can't get Pangai in with those trades. Angus Crichton might... uh, Sorry, I can't get Payne Haas in with those trades. So, look, um, yeah, I I know that Payne Haas is going to have to come into the team at some point, but but I might try and and take him on for now. 
Right, we've got a new um, little segment to tack onto the back of Trade Talk, and it's called Who Would You Rather? And it's short and sharp. I'm going to ask you guys two players, and you just got to tell me quickly who would you rather. If I think you're wrong, I will tell you. And if anyone else wants to jump in, they can, but we'll try and get through it pretty quickly. Tubes, Olakowatu versus Isaiah Yo. Yeah, I hadn't thought about Olakowatu, but you've convinced me I like his upside. So I'd go Olakowatu over Yo um, at the cheaper price. Big Dan Haas. Yeah, big Ola. Even though I, I still think Yo's a great pick. Still think Yo's a great pick. That's a really, really two two good picks. Uh, <laughs> I'm losing it. Haas and TPJ. <laughs> Dan? Uh, TP, TPJ has so much upside. And I love watching him play. So volatile, though. Uh, Got to get Payne Haas in. I'm, 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 I'm back on the Haas train. Uh, he's, he's too good. He's too solid. Pass for me. Yeah. Tubes, yeah. Appy versus Blake Braley. I really like the look of Blake Braley. Um, I've liked the look of um, what he's doing attacking-wise for the Sharks, and I like his output. However, just with this team news that um, uh, the halfback, what's, what's his name, Dan? Trindle. Trindle. Trindle's Trindle's been named on the bench in 14. Tricky Trindle. He's, that's probably just put the brakes on it a little bit just because I don't know. So I'd, I'd go Appy over Braley. Yeah, he'd, he'd, be play, he'd be there to play hooker. That was the chat preseason. So he's back from suspension. Yeah. I think that, yeah. that rules Braley out. Uh, next, we have Dan Hiku versus Dom Young from the Knights. Yeah, I would, I would be on Hiku. Base stats, uh, Dom Young's got a couple of tries in a couple of games. Still not a bad option, you know, with Knights going well. Th- this will be the real test this week up against the Panthers. So if, if they go well this week and you've jumped on one of those guys early, uh, you're absolutely flying. But for me, just the security of a bit of base, uh, I'd go Peter Hiku. First warning, answer too long. Tubes, King versus King, Josh and Max. I'm laying them both. Whoa, Wooshka. <laughs> bye bye, Kings. No King for me. This isn't Max. this isn't this is who would you rather? I'd uh, definitely go Max. Cheaper. Uh looks good. Looks plenty upside. I'm just not um be bringing him in myself. But definitely Max. Won't be going Josh King. Dan, we'll we'll round this segment out with a uh a three way one I've got here. I've got Bo Firma versus Tom Gilbert versus Ellie Katoa. Oh, None of them. None of them. <laughs> don't get any of them. <laughs> I don't like them at all. I, I, Hang on. They're, I really... they're, they're, these are like these are low-price mid-range flippers who are all going to make they're money. You've just, you've, just, yeah. you've just spent half the pod convincing the audience to take this strategy I, up. I'd flip I'd flip the those center wings, hope to jag a couple of tries and they go berserk. If I'm going to bring in a second rower, I'd want to go up to Olakwatu, Yao, a bit more bit more prime real estate who might turn into guns that you yep. just keep. Yep, fair enough. I guess firmer's firmer for me then because he he's got the center wing. I actually I like didn't all mind. Three. I didn't mind that segment. Well done. Thank you. I think we'll yeah. bring that one back next week. <laughs> uh, quick update on the template versus pod team. If you uh, are tuning in for the first time, we've created a template team which is basically the popular picks um, from Supercoach and a, a pod team where uh, the uh, a team of unpopular selections uh, that we will update each week. 
Dan, can you give us a quick update on the scores there from round two? Yeah, so the pod team, really, really good this week after a disappointing 780, I think. They've gone uh, 1,054. Uh, definitely had some pods Big absolutely flying on the weekend. That was even playing uh, Schiller as an auto-emergency because no one updated the, um, yeah, right. the Kotrick out news. So... Uh, yeah, very promising for the. Yeah, very very promising for the for the pod team. Uh, they'll be making a few uh, very podish picks this week. Obviously, can't really go the mid ranges or the high uh, high price sort of popular choices. So there will be some very pod picks this week for them. It's a good week because there's a, there's not that many cash cash players needed. So you, there are mm. some good opportunities for pods. Just speaking to the to the owner of the pod team, uh, he's looking currently at Connor Tracy as a very big player. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so he's going really wide on that one. Uh, but he's loving it. the Sharky's form this week. Uh, oh, sorry, this 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 year. Um, the template scored a 924, which I think is around the average again. Uh, I'll, uh, if you want to chat about the template, I'm pretty pretty bored with them already. No, no, but they they had a they had the coach of the templates had a bit of a nightmare not playing Isaac Tago, uh, so he's he's in a bit of trouble. He's in a bit of trouble with senior management, and also oh, starting Ethan, Ethan Bullymore on the field. Um, so yeah, a few few uh, look. Let's just say morale's not that high with the templates at the moment. Um, so incredibly that. Wines both template and Potter teams equal on seventeen hundred and eighty four points after two rounds, tied for forty six thousand eight hundred seventieth spot. Dan, pretty pretty unreal. Yeah, pretty crazy. Given that we scored exactly the same points round one as well, there's a few little kawiki dinks going on at the moment. But uh, yeah, excited for that battle. It seems uh, seems like the pods will be volatile. Hopefully, the coaches can get their heads back in the game and remember to make the the correct adjustments. Mm. Righto, it's that time of week again. Tubes, over to you for the tirade and questions with Tubes. Cheers, Matt. Um, I feel like I might have come in a bit too hot for you this week. I've got you a bit off the bridle. Yeah, you, had me with, right, uh, you had me right in the gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, look, my 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 thoughts for this week, whether you want to call it a tirade or not, is have any of you, are either of you, <laughs> had enough of spending the amount of time that we're spending on super coach. Like I'm, I'm into round two and I feel like my life I'm squeezing in between work and everything else is just taken over by super coach. The fact that we now have this pod, I'm almost ready. I need a week off. I need a holiday from super coach <laughs> after two weeks. Um, I'm look, I'm enjoying it. It's like great. So. <laughs> we need, we need, appli- we might need applications for your spot. That you'll have yeah. to that you'll have to come in with a tirade though if you're giving tubes a week off. It, honestly, it's just keeping me fired up all week long. Like I, I'm not even. <laughs> I just need a I need a day off. Like I need a day off. Like we get we get through Monday and then suddenly it's teamless Tuesday and we're preparing for the pod and it's just got my head spinning. Oh, this this then, gap this gap between teamless and pod record is. I'm with you. Like Jesus. But then but then all of a sudden it's Thursday and there's bloody coaches just making late changes again that they. <laughs> 
that that they that they come out of nowhere. That's not even announced. Like I mean, journos have no idea at the moment. Bloody Asako today was going to the Eels, and ten <laughs> minutes later, he signed with the Titans. So it's who can keep up, and it's just yeah, it's 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 a constant it's battle. Taking too much time. It's a battle. Not even <laughs> Ko Minis can cure that, can they, Tubes? <laughs> no, I, I'm falling asleep watching Ko Minis just trying to keep up with some highlights. Oh, well, we anyway. Oh, look, we appreciate we appreciate you going to that effort, Tubes. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Cheers, Matt. Um, look, the we've got one question this week. It's from Wendell from uh, uh, I, I can't pronounce it, Matt. Is it but Bunny Budgie Woy? Budgie Woy. Budgie Woy. Budgie Woy. <laughs> Wendell from Budgie Woy. Central Coast. Um, <laughs> and he's come in and said, "How many guns is too many? I need to get some cash generated guys." Who do you who who you want to turn into guns at some stage? So he, he's asking for this week. How many guns is too many to be holding? I'll go to you first, Matt. Yeah, it's a really tricky one because, as I mentioned at the at the top of the show, coaches are super coaches are questioning the old commandments of "Thou shalt never trade a gun." Um, and but all week I'm hearing I'm trading for feeder, I'm trading Tedesco, I'm trading Pappy. Um, I'm trading Sam Walker. Um, now, it re- coaches really need to weigh this up this year because because scores are so far down across the board from last year, it means that so many players are leaking cash. Um, what I will say is that it, it is vitally important to be downgrading the guns, the perceived guns that you don't think are going to hurt you. So Guys like your Tinos and Tamalolos, who I said, I'm going to trade out. Now, they're not premium guns, but they're guns still. They're you know, nearly 500K. Um, those guys aren't going to hurt you if you don't own them. James Tedesco could come out this week and easily get 150. Um, he's not priced at a ridiculous amount. Where if he, if he drops 200K in the next... Now, that's going to hurt. Don't get me wrong. But I still, he's not going to probably be a trade out. So that loss will never be realized. Tommy Turbo is obviously a story to, to himself. He's going to drop 300K, probably more than likely or more. It's going to be scary for owners, but I don't see how they get around it. Um, cash generation, I agree. I think I think that actually cash generation is going to be less important than flipping the guys out at the right time who you need to. So as Dan mentioned, Sloan, Hammer, those type of guys, get them out of your team, save the 100K there, utilize that to build your team up elsewhere. And... Um, yeah, and I don't think getting just hardcore cheapies that take time to mature may necessarily be the way to go. Dan, I don't know if you've got any similar thoughts or completely opposite. Yeah, I was just having a look through my own team and I've got about <clears throat> seven, six or seven guns who I don't really want to move for the whole year pending injury, obviously. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at with the, the actual number. Uh, I think we we may have talked about it off air or on air. We talked about, you don't really want to flip uh, one of those guns. If they've got an achievable, achievable break, even say it's 80 to a hundred for an Andrew, uh, David yeah. Fafida, like he could make that, he can go 30 over it. And then he's got that in the, in the and you can't bring uh, him back rolling in. average, hard to bring him back in. You know, um, Angus is a slightly different if he's off the bench, uh, but he has also been shown to, get those points off the bench as well. I think what I would be doing is keeping top tier guns, two at fullback, at least two out of the four halves, and then at least two, if not three, 
probably three in that sort of front row forward and second row forward starting starting lineup. That's what I'd. Yeah, I think you up. need at least four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adding the front row forward there, it would be great to just lock away, say, a, a Haas, TPJ, and or Papali in that front row. Like I don't think you can get better than that. And then yeah, see if you can work around at least two, if not three, in that second row forwards. I think it's just worth uh, mentioning that if you are holding the guns, like I think it sounds like we all are, Tedesco, Fafida, etc. Just this is probably you're going to then hold for the long haul. Like it's you can't be backflipping on this in one to two weeks. I don't think when they're losing their their one or two hundred k. So if you have some reservations, you might consider. It, but um, I I feel fairly strong. I don't think about I don't think them. you can be that. I don't think you can be that rigid tubes. Like I think you need mm. to be able to assess the information as it comes in, and I think just from what we've seen from those guys at the moment is there's no reason there's nothing underlying in their numbers to go well they're going to have a sh- they're going to have a poor year. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean that that's going to change. I think you have to have a level of flexibility, um, you know, rather than. Say, saying you're going to lock them in for the year. I, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm looking at my team. I've got 17 guns. Um, they're just not priced accordingly yet, um, <laughs> but, but, but hoping to get there soon. Um, so, yeah, th- that's the that's questions with tubes for the week. Dan, anything to add there? No, I think if you're just, you know, looking at sort of getting those cash generators in, if you are dropping down out of the guns, I'd be wanting at least – a hundred K plus in the cash generation. And I would also be wanting points off that person. So if you, if you're just purely getting them for cash and they're not going to be in your 17 scoring. Okay. uh, And they're not going to make say, you know, 150 K I wouldn't be seeing that as a value value trade. Very good. Well, that just about wraps us up for the week guys. Um, lot to ponder. Um, looking forward to the footy again this week. Looking forward to getting out to some footy this weekend, Saturday night with Tubes. Should be a beauty. Um, yeah, so enjoy the rest of your week, and we will catch you again for round four next week. Thank you, Matty. You, Biddy.